0: we Hello and welcome to the people of FFS, the mini series of the For Fit Sake podcast. Myself and Rods are joined by none other than Vicky McGrath. Vicky, what's happening?
1: Hello, bonjour. Thanks oh, for having me.
0: Bit of French, very good. Is that because we're heading on the ski trip uh, tomorrow and you can't come and you just yeah, want to throw some French talk out there?
1: Not heard that at all.
0: Okay, okay, okay. We'll exactly. move on quickly then. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, thanks for coming in. Obviously, the premise of the the this series of the podcast is we're trying to meet people that are ultimately the fabric of FFS. They embody what we try to do with the. Gym, got unique stories, have experience that we want to share with our members that might kind of inspire people, excite people, get people to get understand a little bit more about what happens at FFS. So, listen, thanks for coming in. The first question we have, which we're asking everybody, is when did you start training and why?
1: Okay, um, so I've actually been a member of FFS for five years now. Five years? I'm pretty sure I should get a present or some sort of award or maybe a plaque in the gym. Um, you, just, you did just get an award.
0: You did. You just, sorry, I should have started with the current reigning trainer of the month. She just knocked the lights <laughs> off. But yeah, uh, the current trainer of the month. I should have started with that. How rude of me. Um, so you did just get an award. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks a million. Appreciate it. We uh, can yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. I don't want to give away the big premise of the topic so far. Yeah. Okay. okay. Very good. Very under wraps. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm here five years. Um, I joined back in January. Um, oh God. 2015. <laughs> I was trying to do the calculation. Maths. Um, so numbers. I joined back in 2015 and um, sorry, the reason I joined was in, back in 2008, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So um, for anyone that doesn't know what Crohn's disease is it's like an autoimmune disease and during flare-ups you get really bad stomach pains and in August 2014 I actually had 38 centimetres of my small bell removed because over the years of all the steroids and flare-ups the inside of my um, stomach there was basically fissures there so the food wouldn't pass through. I was in constant pain. Anything I ate, I either vomited um, or just couldn't eat. I went down to like seven and a half stone. um, And I just didn't really look after myself at all. Like I was diagnosed with Crohn's, but continued to kind of go out three nights a week and live my best life. And um, I think that operation was like a massive wake up call for me. So yeah, 38 centimetres. And I got out of the hospital and I was like, right, Vic, let's Get your shit together. So I waited until I healed and then I did some research and I just stumbled across FFS and then I rang and spoke to either Micah or Rudds and came in and did my um, induction day. Thought I was super fit already, thought I could move, thought I could <coughs> like... I was fit. I was crap. I couldn't squat. I couldn't hold a bar over my um, head. Rods, I think you were very polite and very patient with me, um, and yeah, I started then training in January. Just did mechons at the very start because I wanted to get shredded. I think I sent a picture of a Victoria's Secret model to Rods and whatnot, saying, that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to look like this." <laughs> um, but for the first two years, I'm not going to lie, I didn't love it. Okay. Like. I didn't enjoy classes. I complained the whole time during them. Like, I'd come in and I would... I came for the crack, but, like, the mecons. Yeah, I did, and I got the buzz after it, but, like, I didn't... There was no progress, really, for me. Like, and I was kind of dipping in, dipping out. Like, a, a, a great week for me was if I did three classes. And I remember my, like, diary, maybe, in 2016. My goal was go to FFS three times a week. And now, sure, like, I'm, you can't get me out of the place. But... Yeah. um yeah, that's why I started
0: training. A question on that is because what you've said is really interesting. Obviously, you come off the back of like pretty serious health issues. Um, what was the psychology of that like for you? Where like you know you want to get healthy. You said you had that talk with yourself coming out of it, but. Like five years ago, you know, whatever age you were, I won't reveal the ages on the on, on the podcast. But you know, you're at an age where obviously you want to be healthy. You're quite young for this to be happening to you. You've got goals that are kind of like you're talking about Victoria's Secret while thing is popping in. <laughs> what was it like for you balancing sort of you know th- those goals, which a lot of people have, mm. are kind of you know sort of body image aware versus yeah. actually health based? Mm-hmm. Was that a difficult sort of thing to balance, or how did you find that?
1: I think for me, the biggest thing was the wake up call of having the operation was I just wanted to get strong. Like it was getting to the point where if I was going into a shop at a heavy door, I couldn't push the door open. And I think for me, that was the big picture. And then obviously the vanity piece was that I just wanted to look a bit better. Like I was always slim, but I was kind of like skinny fat, like I would would have held a lot of body fat on me. Um, And yeah, I suppose the biggest thing was I wanted to be stronger. The secondly was to look better. Um, but I think back then I was very naive and I thought by just going to the gym, dipping in and dipping out two or three times a week, I would get them results. And like, I didn't really, I probably didn't look after my diet as well. I was getting better, obviously, but I just presumed once you joined a gym, give it six months and you'd be the best, the best shape of your life. Yeah, you
2: kinda think that it's going to be done for you. Yeah. Or that's what you do. Two, or three hours a week is gonna off- offset the other things in your life. Yeah. And, and do it. And that, that I think that is quite a common thing that people have to understand. Is you're not, you're not. What you do a couple of hours a week is not gonna. It might have an impact and it'll certainly make make an improvement, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna offset other things if other things like if you're not sleeping well, if you're mm. not. Um, if you're not eating as well as you could, or you know whatever it might be, you can have forces outside of your gym work that don't allow you to get the most out of your gym work. Was that one
0: of the big learnings for you, then Vicky Because we're trying to keep the questions as similar as possible to mm-hmm. give give a nice flow to this mini series. But like, was that one of the, what else had you learned apart from that that you can't just show up? You know, it's not just going to happen itself. Were there any other big learnings that you had, either either about your training or maybe things that you learned about yourself since you started training?
1: Hundred and ten percent, like. The FFS has been a total like game changer for me. Like at the start, it was just I wanted to um, the quick result. I just thought by showing up that you get that. And then I think about three years ago, I started strength and conditioning training, um, and that's when the kind of penny dropped for me. Like I started seeing my body shape changing. I was getting stronger. You have your monthly testing. I also think I preferred strength and conditioning because you actually got a chance to talk to other people.
0: <laughs> you prefer that every other member of the gym has disliked the addition of you to the strength and <laughs> conditioning.
1: Um, and then I suppose like, so the penny dropping with strength and conditioning, getting into strength and conditioning and then just pushing yourself as well out of your comfort zone, like started to play like tag with the guys in the gym and um I know people say it all the time about this place but for me it's all about the community and over the last three years I've made some of my best friends in here and it's just about surrounding yourself with people that want to see you be the best version of yourself and buying into that and yeah just looking after yourself so first of all the training second of all the people in the community and then I suppose last year was I'd say it was kind of January last year I was training seven or eight times a week I was doing yoga I was out swimming I was playing tag but I was still just a little bit off so I started doing pn with um Dara Henry and that was another complete eye-opener for me like because I scoffed my food I thought I was a really healthy eater but I just ate so much food um and yeah I'd say last July I was probably in the best shape of my life physically and mentally and all down to this place
2: in terms of to quickly touch upon the strength because it's something we've talked about in other podcasts with other females for yourself when you started what were kind of some of the barriers that you felt to get for you to get involved with strength training
1: i didn't have a clue like what the exercises were like people were talking about bench press or Deadlifting, and I was like, "Huh." Um, so I just showed up, and it, it can be a bit intimidating. Like I remember when I started doing SNC, it was there was definitely a lot more men in the class, um, and they're like lifting these incredible weights, and you're you're totally kind of like overwhelmed. But then, like, give it a month, and you're up there with them, and they're egging you on, and like, I love being in a class now. with Loads of men—that's <laughs> really bad. But like, the the energy is really good, and. For me, the strength was, it's the monthly testing and knowing that you can like just get yourself that little bit better. And I think my biggest goal was always just trying to get a bodyweight chin. I think it took me like two years to get there. And I'm, I still remember the day I got it and Laura Carroll was filming me um, in 47. So yeah, I love it.
2: And just in previous episodes and even when I've gone out and spoken to people um, around strength training and the benefits of getting involved in strength training and even just talking to them about why we do periodized plans and why we do regular testing in those periodized plans for our members. And your example is one of the examples I give. I don't don't actually name you by name, but I say we've had numerous female members and they start and they can't do any chin-ups. And then a couple of years later, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of training, but they can go from no chin-ups to you're doing double digits. 13. 13 chin-ups. Coming so, I remember,
1: for you, Jenny Burke. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One day.
0: I remember I remember the day you got 10. I just was going to jump in there when you were saying first chin. I remember you getting your first chin. I remember you getting 10 chins. Mm. You know, not that far apart. Um, and like, it was really, that was really cool. That's for us as coaches. That's a really cool thing. And that's why this podcast is cool because it actually gives myself and Rhodes a chance to speak to people and reflect about kind of mm. cool experiences that we've had as coaches over the years. But um, like with that, obviously through sort of the Crohn's that was the start to maybe get into training and um, you know that that situation changed for you massively because I can't remember the exact date but sometime last year or the year before sort of Crohn's was no longer an issue for you yeah. and it was it was through training. It's, well and obviously your your approach to Life. your your lifestyle not just not I don't want to use the term diet but your approach to what you are put into your mm. body how you're treating your body and um, that must have been a really big achievement for you
1: it was massive. It was actually last July. I went in for a routine colonoscopy. Routine. It was six years since my last one, and my um, doctor was like, "You're due one." So I went in, and you're always kind of a bit apprehensive. And then on July, they were like, "No, there is literally no active Crohn's in your body. There's no inflammation." And I also got a um, what are they called? DEXA scan done as well because because of the years of um, steroid use, your bone mass can go down. Um, so I think my last scan was maybe like six years previous and the doctor was like blown away by my, my bone mass density has increased so much. He was like, what are you doing? Like, we don't see it, especially in people who are over 30 um, for their bone mass to grow that much. Um, And it's down to just lifting weights and strength, strength training. training. Yeah. yeah. So it's completely helped me.
2: In terms of that, you haven't, you haven't mentioned that you might, be coming on to mention it in the podcast but for yourself like being in the best shape of your life mentally and physically in July but then obviously things have changed a, a, a little bit and you know we have had another challenge yeah. for yourself
1: another C, not coronavirus no, no.
2: <laughs> topical though if, if it's okay with you to kind of if you feel comfortable maybe sharing some of that with us yeah. in terms of like from that point and then obviously being confronted with a new challenge
1: yeah so I Got my results of the Crohn's being gone, and in July, and then in August I went on holidays with Courtney McInerney, um, and we had an amazing week in Hvar in Croatia. And on the way home, on um, in the airport we were delayed, and we were both sick of each other's company, so we were on opposite sides of the airport. Um, and I had to do of my- that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had like a tiny bite in the middle of my chest and when I was scratching it like just a mosquito bite or something I felt like a bit of a lump there on on my right breast so I was like oh that doesn't feel normal Um, so I don't even think I told Courtney that night Um, we're both not great flyers and there was a massive storm that night and we got on the plane So I have to tell this story and the two of us were like oh here like this is going to be horrendous and we got on and there was a lot of people coming back from Medjugorje. So there was life-size statues of Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene wrapped up and on their laps. And you, you're like, okay, if we're going down, we're fine. Like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to the doctor, was referred um, as a high risk only because there's history in my family of breast cancer. Um, but because of my age, my health, she was like, don't worry about it. It's probably just going to be um, hormonal or a cyst. So I went into James's hospital then in mid-September and got um, a triple assessment done where they take like an aut- autopsy of the lump, an ultrasound and a mammogram and then I came back a week later with Allison and um, me and Ali were going to go for a pint and a swim after to celebrate that it was just a cyst and I'd probably have to go in and get like a little operation done. And we were kind of waiting around for a while. I was like getting a bit apprehensive and then we were brought into the room at my doctor and there was a nurse in the room. There's never that's never a good sign when there's two people in the room for the bad news. Um and yeah, they um I can't actually remember how they told me, but it was like in the films, like everything just kind of collapsed around you and they were like they found uh, cancer in the in the tumour or they were like you've breast cancer I started roaring crying and this is a true story, Ali can um, confirm. The first thing I said to my doctor was, but I'm going to Japan in two weeks for the Rugby World Cup. (laughs) And he kind of looked at me with like 10 heads and you probably will get to go. Um, And then, yeah, the next kind of couple of weeks just went by in an absolute flurry. Um, Got to go to Japan, had the best time ever. Um, And came back from Japan and started chemotherapy on the 13th of November. And I had my last round last Friday. So 18 weeks of chemo. Woo.
0: Incredible. I I think like it's, you're still going to start, you're still cheering. (laughs) Hands still up in (laughs) the air. I think the thing about that is like, I think we'd have a pretty unique relationship myself and yourself Vicky. Really? It's probably based on, I don't know, absolutely slagging each other every time we see each other. Yeah. You give it just as good as you get it. But like, I think credit where credit's due. And just to mention that throughout that whole process, like what an inspiration you've been not not only to to us as coaches and like trust me you've 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 done more than you, you could possibly know in terms of the way you carry yourself from the gym how open you are to discuss these things uh the inspiration for i does but also to other members in the gym uh like you'd be you'd be amazed the, the amount of people that come up to us and say how inspiring you are and how, how motivated they are by speaking to you i just think the way you've carried yourself throughout this process and i know you know the road ahead might necessarily be finished yet you know this is another stepping stone you're, you're still moving forward and you're still Going to have challenges ahead of you, but like you're such a great ambassador for you know for somebody that's going through cancer um for all of your friends for your support group i think you just do such an amazing job of putting your best self out there and i think the motivation and inspiration you give to a huge amount of people that you'll never truly understand i think even people listening to this um you know we're very grateful for for what you do and just show up and be yourself still throughout this process so thank you
1: thank you and thank you like seriously like the gym as i said like the last 5 years like it has helped change my life around. But the last, like, six months, it's been my saviour. Like, it's the place... When you get sick, like, the one thing you don't want it. Well, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, is you? I just didn't want to look sick. I didn't want to feel sick. I didn't want to... I didn't want people to look at me, and I didn't want any pity. Like, I just... I can't cope with that. And I remember the first day I came in after I shaved my head, and I was a class with yourself... And Rory, and um, I could see him waiting, like just you we were kind of like lingering around me, and I had my hat on, my woolly hat on, and he wouldn't leave me. And
0: I don't know where this is going.
1: <laughs> and I took off my hat, and like within four seconds, it was, oh hey eleven, like he'd been waiting, he'd been waiting days for this moment, like. But that's what I just have adored over the last six months. Like I haven't gotten one pity stare. I haven't gotten. Like, I'm pretty sure Colin Leck each week are like, sorry, you can lift heavier than that. And I'm like, no, I had chemo yesterday. <laughs> and they're just not letting me, like, take it easy. But they also make sure that I don't faint and, like, pass out. Um, but, yeah, like, the last five months, it's my place to move and as long as I can move and lift weights. And I'm healthy. That's how I feel.
2: In terms of, Rory you mentioned, uh, you know, how inspirational you've been to everyone in the gym. And just to <laughs> echo everything he said... Who's someone that inspires you and why do they inspire you?
1: So this is kind of a a tough one for me. Um, I was thinking about it a long time and then I realised the answer was right in front of me. My friends are my inspiration and my friends, like my, I don't even say gym friends anymore, like the people in the gym, my friends from the gym, my friends from work, my friends from home, my friends I've just had like from... Throughout my whole life, everyone has just been unbelievable. Um, the last few months, um, and I know everyone kind of sees me putting on the bravado and like everything's fine and you know cancer's fine. Obviously, it's just bad days, but there's been days where like I physically have not gone out of bed. Like there's been weeks that I was stuck to bed, and people that have gotten in touch and have just given me that motivation and pep talk. Um, for example, I went in for dinner last night with some friends to celebrate finishing chemo, and. I um had an MRI on Monday just to check um how the chemo has affected the tumor and then I have to go back in next Wednesday and meet my surgeon and they'll tell me when the surgery will happen and how the tumor has reacted and has it spread. And I'm not going to lie, I'm very apprehensive. Like I am um, I feel like the weight of the world on on my shoulders at the moment and I came home from dinner last night and I think I was just exhausted after everything. I've kind of been busy this week. And I had a meltdown. I got into my bedroom. I just started roaring, crying. And good ale, Alison McKenna comes to the rescue again and just like, just talk me through it. And it's just like ebbs and flows and just to have that support. And just so many people out there that probably don't have that level of support. And that's why I'm just trying to be like as open and honest about like my journey. But yeah, my friends are my inspiration.
2: I think that's great because you can draw on it every single day. Mm. Um, in terms of like common trends from doing these podcasts and um, all the ones we've done so far that's been one of the common trends that comes up with people over the questions is when we ask most of the people in here who are the people that inspire them huh. most of them is people that are their family their friends maybe their parents or whatever it might be most yeah. of the people that we've spoken to that has been the case where it's people close to home and a wide variety of people inspire them for a host of different reasons mm-hmm. um, i think it's been quite common uh, yeah for sure myself and dara did uh and that was definitely something that came up the whole time and then
0: we're, we've stole this question from tim ferris uh, and we're probably going over the sort of 15 minutes we have for these episodes mm-hmm. but i think this is this mm-hmm. certainly worth it but um we've asked question of, over the last five years what belief behavior or habit has most improved your life now that could be you know, you've touched on so many things there that might mm. be relevant, but is there anything outside of what you've mentioned already that that's that's really had a big impact on your life over the last five years?
1: Yeah, this is one I was kind of thinking about for a while and I just had to go with, I say, the last year. So as I said, last January, I was kind of going to the gym seven or eight times. I went and um, started PN. I felt everything was really good. Um, but I don't think I was looking after myself all that good at times and for me over the last year I've really tried to work on my self-love and self-awareness um and just looking after yourself like especially over the last six months I've come to realize you only have one body you only have one mind be kind to that body and be kind to that mind and do things that like bring you joy even if it's the simplest little things um Myself and some of the girls, Courtney and your two sisters-in-laws, we started a swim group there last. Oh,
0: sisters-in-laws? They're my sisters.
1: Sisters! Oh my god, <laughs> I always get <getting> so confused. <laughs> the sisters. Yeah. Um, the um, sorry, we started a swim club last March. We didn't start a swim club. Sorry, we started going for a weekly swim um out in Vico or Forty Foot every Friday morning. Um, and over the course of the last we're coming up to our year now it's grown to like a group of 12, 14 people every week Um, it's become my favourite time of the week it's like a little mini therapy session Um, yeah so like just adding things that bring value and happiness to your life and if there's something that you walk away from or people or things that you walk away from and you're like oh god that was draining or you know just not in the humour for that walk away from it like life is too short and what makes you happy and I know it's probably really simple and really cliche but that's something that I've just been really trying to like implement and live by over the last while
0: I, that's something that's so important Is doing what makes you happy Because I've seen That group of girls Who You know You go swimming on Friday mornings at yep. the minute It's the current swim Um, What, what are you calling yourselves is it, it, it was the summer swim squad For squad for a while Is it the, the Sunrise Society Or yeah. am I so we've, gone,
1: we've had a few names You're Your rebranding names at the minute mentioned. No we have a branding We have a brand guidelines um, The Sunrise Society So we even have like <laughs> A Sun- WhatsApp group now yeah. And there's merch on the way, TTC.
0: <laughs> Use this as a platform to oh, sell yeah. your merch. But like, I've seen that with with the group of people who do that. And it's not all girls. You know, guys are nope. open, welcome. I get the weekly invite, but never. Just
1: Jack has come a few times. I have to yeah, fair yeah. play to
0: Jack. Um, you know, it, like, it's something that's so cool to see. Just so many, like, you're all so different. But like, you know, it's a group of people that you'd never really put together. It's completely open and welcome. People dip in and out. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but like it's, that brings you so much joy and you're all hanging around outside Perch with Hannah and the guys in Perch having a coffee afterwards mm. and the smiles and beams on your face, freezing cold in the middle of January <laughs> at eight o'clock, it's still dark. You know, the joy that that brings you yeah. and the way that sets you up for... The weekend, for for the day, with being around friends and people you care about, having that mini therapy session, talking to your friends, is something that we don't even, Ruds, get to do a whole lot of. We don't get to, as mates, sit down and have a chat outside of work that often, you know, like we might play a game of golf every, I don't know when the last time we even played golf at you was, but we don't get time to do those things all that often, and I think they're so important, and that group of girls, I've really seen it in you guys, and the change... Uh, in terms of you know psychologically how how you guys are way more open and you know Mm. it just seems so so fun loving when you're coming into the gym after those sessions to steal the hot water from the gym after you've frozen in the morning but it's such a it's such a really cool thing to do and I think it's something that like Rod's talked about people use their friends and family as inspiration and I think it's it's very hard to get that time to yourself with your friends with your family and just spend that time together so I think it's something that's that's really unique and should be admired.
2: And one other thing to touch on that you said that I think is really important for people and again, it's a common trend from the podcasts that have gone gone on so far is maybe the first evolution in someone's fitness journey might be coming in and learning how to work hard. So that's the first barrier is like learning the discipline to consistently turn up to the gym and give effort. Doesn't necessarily have to be the best of all time, but just consistently turn up, move of effort and that takes a certain amount of discipline and then maybe the next evolution then is maybe challenging themselves and but then that'll get you so far so like working hard as you you mentioned doing seven eight classes a week um but there's a diminishing return at that point and then learning to be more understanding of your body's energy and do things that help you to recover outside of training hard, but then also being more reflective in terms of your mental health as well as your physical health then there's the nutrition so like learning to understand not just the types of food you're eating but how you're actually eating it so like slowing down eating more mindfully and you said you learned a lot of that through working through with Dara online with them we use precision nutrition to deliver our FS nutrition coaching but uh, i think that that stuff's really important because it's something that's been said by other people but understanding that it isn't you know doing six or seven classes a week will get you so far but Mm -hmm. that's not the pinnacle that's just another step in someone's journey the next step in my mind is becoming more well-rounded and more balanced in the other areas of of your life that we discussed Mm -hmm. earlier so it doesn't take away from the six or seven sessions you're doing Mm -hmm. the reason being is we know from a training perspective that stress plus recovery equals adaptation so the training is the stress so by stressing your body you give your body a reason to change and get stronger get fitter get faster but then if you don't give the body time to recover if you don't give the mind time to recover then you probably don't get all the adaptation you don't get all the benefits out of all the hard work you're doing so Mm -hmm. i just wanted to kind of touch on that and bring that home to people because i think A lot of people might be at that stage in their journey where they're doing a lot of training and they're training really hard but they don't necessarily feel like the best version of themselves yet and it's probably because they need to look at some of those other things that are outside of the gym to help them to get the most out of the training.
0: And I think that they're more wholesome activities for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I would have gone through periods a lot like, where I've been playing rugby and, you know, training really, really hard. And that sort of release that you get in terms of that recovery, that mental recovery was going on the piss. Yeah. And like, it isn't, it isn't like Rudd Stock talk talking about the strongest version yourself it's important to have a release and to do these things and to be around friends but to do that in a more wholesome way that's probably more in line with your goals there are other ways to do that so i think that's it's important to you know how you look to tie all those things in together because for a lot of people they just think a release from when i've gone through really you know intense period of training Mm. is it doesn't have to be necessarily going out in the beer for the weekend you can do other things and socialize in different ways Mm. i think that's a really you know it's really good way to tie it all together
2: we could probably sit and chat all day to you, Vicky. Um, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but just to kind of maybe start to look to finish this up, mm-hmm. um, what's next for you and what are the goals you're currently working towards?
1: Um, for me, I think the biggest goal at the moment is just to get my life back and my body back Um so the last 20 weeks, I've had eight rounds of chemo, which have been intense. Um, I have the month of March um, to recover and try and do three classes a day and get ready for my operation. <laughs> um, the operation will probably be like early April, mid April, and it's going to be quite big. Like it'll be, it's called a bilateral double mastectomy and reconstruction. Um, so it'll be six to eight week recovery on the first operation. And then there's a p- potential um there is a second operation then in the works as well. Um, so, yeah, my goal at the moment is just to keep moving, keep coming in when I can and lines 2021 next year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but there's there's something else huge in the middle of all that which this episode is probably going to just before oh yes yeah the huge event you're organising the organizing.
1: Best event in Dublin yeah yep. the,
0: the dash, and dip. dash Leah, and dip Leah was our first guest on, on this good episode woman, she luck. was she my sister-in-law Sister so she, she was talking you know all about this and uh, just for people who are listening because I've, I've heard a lot of people in the gym talk about this and you know it's not it's not an exclusive to gym members thing there's going to be loads of your friends you've got nothing to do with the gym yep. your colleagues are coming mm-hmm. by um, you know there's there's people like you know parents are getting involved it's going to be an amazing event but I just to kind of give a little idea so I know there's a member of the gym I, w- I won't name him go on but, uh, Richie but he was in the gym the other which day which Richie now uh, there's a lot of Richies there's the one Richie we're talking about he, who basically Richie. has lovely Richie they're all lovely Richies <laughs> uh he he basically came up to you at the gym and he's like i'm absolutely knackered like you know goose his legs are wrecked oh, and you're, oh, and you're no, like Richie. why are your legs wrecked cuz i'm getting ready for your run <laughs> like you know he ended up running 20k trying to prep for <laughs> prep for the dash and dip but the amount of people yeah. honestly you've said it to me even upstairs in the staff room remember Jim, yeah i'm trying to get my running up to get ready oh, for this dash and dip a lot of like it's it's become a race i don't know <laughs> if you meant that but like people are taking this you know but the, the thing about that for me is what's well, really important what that is People want to show up and represent the best version of themselves at this. They, mm. they want to show up and they're like, I've seen people taking this a little more seriously than, than going doing like a 5k race or a 10k mm. race. Cause it, that's out of respect for you and, you know, possibly respect for the culture at the gym and how, how, you know, you're inspiring people. were are all trying to help you and be a sport environment. People want to show up and put the best version of themselves on display. They, they want to run, they want to have fun and they want to be able to do this. So when they get to the finish line, you know, they're not absolutely goose, and they can smile and we can all have a swim together and have a lot of fun but yeah. I think like the event what's what's the date of the event
1: so it's the 22nd of March it's Sunday and it's going to start mothering Sunday mothering Sunday mm. but it's early so you can come and do this first yeah. um, so at the moment I've got like I think 105 110 people signed up for the run and um, I've got people then baking gorgeous treats and um, Starbucks are kindly donating coffee and um, perch I know are going to be giving us some yummy tasty food and um, the guys down in the sauna are going to be opening the, open their sauna doors and um, between 10 and 11 down in the 40 foot for donations. Um, so the run will be kicking off from FFS. It's a 12 kilometre run along the coast road to the 40 foot. Um, I'll be going out in the first group because I did my first 3k yesterday and 12k is going to be some feet. And... Um, And then the quicker guys like yourself and Richie can leave um, last and then everyone will hopefully meet at the 40 foot for 10am and we'll all get to jump in the water, have some coffee, take 10 minutes to get off our phones and just to enjoy each other's company and yes, celebrate the end of chemo. So that
2: was and, and we're, we're doing this to raise money raise
1: money yes you said raise.
2: donations they're not for Vicky they're These not for donations me, are for I'm not uh, going
1: to the ski trip tomorrow <laughs> um, it's all going to be donated to the Irish Cancer Society and the target is 10,000 euro and currently we are just at 6,000 and we still have two weeks to go so and there's a lot of people that are registered for the run that haven't donated yet. So, so
0: we're watching you guys. Where can people donate, Vicky? Where's the best place? So the to best, best right? place to
1: donate is the link is on my um, Instagram profile. Um, I'm sure we can add it into the I'll notes in the show of this notes. podcast yeah. Yeah. and i maybe see if Brian can put it up on the FFS um, we'll, stories as well
0: we'll be pushing it out there big time just before it but um, you know Irish Cancer Society I think one thing when we spoke about this trying to plan around the event was mm. you you were you've been quite vocal even on the episode about you know the support you've had here I think it's very important to mention the support that the Irish Cancer Society provides for people who you know mightn't be in a position to, where that you're in where you've got so many good friends and mm-hmm. good people around you You know, they do an awful lot of really good work as well as treatment and all those things yeah. but providing support structures mm-hmm. for people and like we, we're big fans of the Irish Cancer Society we've, we've done a stand up to cancer event where we, you know, we've raised a lot of money and I think this is it's great that we can be involved in this with mm-hmm. you because they are an amazing charity and they do a, a lot a lot of good work so make sure we get the wallets out yes. uh, the Fodsale sale sauna guys like you said they're going to be opening the doors yep. for, for donations so you know let's, let's be generous on this one mm-hmm. and let's kind of help you raise as much money as possible and have a great day absolutely yeah. most important thing most important. Um, Vicky thank you so much for coming in that was like you said we've gone over the, the 20 minutes but wow an, all, an awesome episode um, we loved having you in and we'll hopefully touch base again on the line after the event we'll get yeah, some some definitely. stuff that into the show notes again yeah thanks thank, Ian cheers That's Vicky bye bye bye